1: What's up,
0: guys? It's MJ back at it again with the bullshit. Wait,
1: now you guys haven't heard from us in a while. (laughs) Oh my god, bro. I am just like,
0: I don't even know. Look,
1: we're going to use the hashtag one here too. Hashtag MJ is no longer a fugitive.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I was terrified of going to jail because I had a ticket in Maryland that I had to go take care of, but they ended up throwing it out, so I'm no longer going to prison. So that's a good eye. That's good. No longer has to learn how to kite through the toilet. I know. Super excited about it. Anyways, um, I haven't really read anything new because I've been working. But uh, Stevie, have you read anything new? Yes, and I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about this. I've pulled Stevie to the dark side. Aha. We are not friends right now. <laughs> we are friends. It's okay. Like, you know, you love
1: me. It's fine. She, she she made me read what, what book was it? Welcome to the Dark Side. Was that yes? Dennis? Yeah, that's right, right. And then I got okay. sucked down the hole of reading the entire series in a week and a half.
0: You're welcome. That's all I gotta say.
1: So You're of welcome. course, MJ's first question is, "Who's your who's favorite?" Your
0: favorite? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was like "Daddy Zeus, is that even a question I mean come on the man is just I mean he chef kisses literally chef now kisses. we gotta like we gotta somehow we have to tell Gianna about this because I know we have to be I have to be <laughs> like listen ma'am you're welcome you I need have a message really, her from our Instagram account <laughs> I have literally converted Stevie I'm not fully to the dark to the dark side no pun intended but we're working on it.
1: Look, it all started with your fucking bulk, So I blame
0: you for all of it. You're welcome. That's all I gotta say is, you're welcome. <laughs> she takes full credit now. I do take full credit. But uh, anything else you've read besides that?
1: Um, let's say I have read a lot of Secret Babies lately, but that's no surprise, guys. Let's be real here. I read them all the time. Um, but I have read a lot of, oh gosh, oh, I've read Alexis Winter's new book, A Very Bossy Christmas, which comes out one Monday, a week from today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read, obviously, Stranger by J.J. Grice. We've talked about it before. It came out on Friday. Such a good book. Um, I actually have my copy on my shelf now along with my coffee mug uh, um what else I think that might be it I've read a lot of books lately a lot of Crystal Monroe because she likes a lot of Secret Baby mm-hmm. um, um, I, I recently subscribed to Passionflix because I wanted to watch Tara Civic's new movie and I'm obsessed
0: and that went well I'm assuming
1: oh my god it's so good as a rom-com uh-huh. Oh my gosh. And the cast was so spot on. Now I read this book years ago when it first came out. Jay Jay Starling and I talked about this Jen and I talk about this all the time because Jen knows that I am like an OG reader for indie stuff. Yeah. And Tara Civic had a series called Um A Beautiful Lie. And it was like a suspenseful um navy seal like seal mission type thing and the girl ends up being in the cia but the guy doesn't know and they meet up on a mission and her fiance was killed in another country and but come to find out there's a bunch of dark twists and turns with that but i fell in love with her then and then i found out that she had rom-com and her rom-coms are so good hmm like i'm obsessed with her rom-coms she has a whole chocolate series and that series is phenomenal so i highly mm-hmm. suggest
0: checking her out if you like rom-com all right um but other than that i think that we're ready to talk with our guests we'll be having a she is coming back for a second time mrs danielle keel is kyle. Name fucking name? kyle kyle <laughs> i fucking knew that <laughs> fucking danielle kyle god damn it Jay, I hate myself. Anyways, we're super excited to chat with her about her latest release. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned and uh, let's head on over. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast, Danielle Cayola.
2: Welcome.
0: <laughs> How are
2: you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm. It's a it's a weird time to live live in mississippi sorry that we have like terrorist squirrels that live in our backyard and they throw (laughs) acorns down to the point where like you need a hard hat so if i just go like this that's acorns flying onto my deck
0: oh my gosh
2: it's intense like i'm surprised our table hasn't broken it hit my dog a few times (gasps) they are not playing any games these squirrels they they're crazy but yeah anyways no i meant to say the weather is crazy because like i'm in a t-shirt but this like big fluffy coat because it was so cold this morning but my house feels cold but the outside i think it's already in like probably in the 70s which feels like 80s in most places it's warm but i'm freezing
0: what is wrong with mississippi listen i don't go i i (laughs) refuse to ever travel to mississippi ever (laughs) uh because of one reason and And it's the stupidest shit ever, but when I was a child, okay? Well, I mean, I know this is accurate, but still, when I was a child, I love sharks, right? But I don't like the idea of getting in a river and there possibly being a bull shark in the river, because did you guys not know that when Hurricane Katrina happened? Oh, you guys think I'm fucking joking? (laughs) Google this shit! When When Hurricane Katrina happened, like, in that roundabout area... A fucking bull shark. Yeah, but there was a fucking hurricane. No, got itself in the fucking Mississippi River. Again,
1: there was a damn hurricane.
0: I'm aware, but there are ways to get to the Mississippi River from the Gulf. So he could definitely swim his ass up there. And it is proven that bull sharks can live in both fresh and salt water, and I'll be honest with you, I don't want to wrestle with a bull shark in the Mississippi goddamn river, okay? I don't want to. If I'm in the ocean, I am prepared. Like, mentally, I know that I am in the water with all kinds of different creatures, right? In the in a fucking river, I don't want to have to be like, I need to prepare myself for a bull shark to be in this water. I don't want to do that. That's fucked up. I'm not doing it. Anyways.
1: Well, the- uh-huh. Why would you be swimming in the Mississippi river?
0: That's a good
2: point. I, I also live, like, 30, 45 minutes away from the Mississippi River, so. Well, I'm just saying that bull sharks Yeah, So, Dana lives in Memphis, but
1: obviously Memphis borders with the Mississippi River. You can actually see it from where they live.
0: Yeah.
1: Certain well, parts, if you go to the Shelby Forest and stuff. I've careful.
0: never
2: seen a bull shark. All I'm, all I'm saying is be careful. I'm just saying. The last hurricane we just had, um, I think it reversed the flow of yeah. the river for a while. It was crazy. Well. That's how strong it was.
0: I'm just saying, I'm not crazy. Please go Google it. It is a thing. It is accurate.
2: Um, I I, and, I don't deny it, but I also don't live there. So
0: <laughs> I love sharks. Like, I would like to eventually cage dive with them. I, I would love to do it. Or, like, free dive with them. I would love that. Um. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't know. Bull sharks are very aggressive and I don't think I want to, I don't want to do that. I'd rather swim with great whites than I would a bull shark. (laughs) Honest to God. Honest to God.
1: My family thinks I'm nuts because I'm obsessed with shark week and I'm like, I want to get in the cage. I want to go down there. I want to go do
0: it. Me too. I agree. Okay. I'm going to say one last thing about sharks and then we're going to move on to books. You ever notice on shark week how you're, they're always free diving with everything but great white sharks? (laughs) no, like I see all the time, like people on Shark Week, they're like, "Oh, they're not aggressive and they're great." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're in the water with Nerf sharks right now, bitch. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> jump on in that a bitch." Finding right Nemo moment. What? Just had a full-blown Finding Nemo moment in my head. I, I'm serious, but like, no, it's the funniest thing ever. Where they're like, "Oh my god, they're not aggressive. They're so nice. I love sharks. Uh huh. Nerf sharks. They're not biting you right now. Go get in the water with them big ass bitches and see how that goes." <laughs> Anyways, that was all I needed to say about Sharks and the Mississippi River. Anywho, I'm so glad you're doing well and so glad that you're here to join us. We're going to kick things off with questions uh, about your recent release, which is Radical Royal. Um, It's a Next Generation. Is it Answorth? Is that how you say it? Answorth. Ainsworth. Okay. It is your next generation for your Ainsworth Royal series. When my favorite question to ask in this situation is Did you originally plan to write books about a next generation or did it just kind of happen as you wrote the first portion at the, at the first series?
2: Okay. I didn't write the Ainsworth series. What I don't know if you knew this. Um, my friend Emily Silver <gasps> wrote the Ainsworth ah! Royal series. And okay. when she I didn't know that. The, this has been a plan. We kept this a secret. This has been our plan since January when she first announced that she was going to do a Royal series, like literally the very first time she posted it on Instagram, I saw it and I was like, I would love to do like a young adult Royal series one day. And I messaged her and I was like, I would love to do a young adult Royal series. (laughs) And I was like, well, what if we did something? So it was literally starting then we didn't tell anybody um we wrote a it it was the biggest secret I've ever had to keep in my life um and so we wrote a bridge novella together and we released that at the end of September so Mm -hmm. it kind of fast forwards the end of her series and is the beginning of mine like this book takes place about six years after that novella so um but yeah so she wrote the original series her character's um, the main characters in her second book are the parents of the girl in this book oh
0: uh, i did not yeah. know that yeah. i done thought you wrote this whole ass thing all right no <laughs> oh, that's a shock for me congratulations <laughs> i guess that's yeah. cool though
2: that's so really they all beautiful. they all stand alone so like you don't have to read her series in order to read mine but yeah. a lot of people have said they read it and they're like oh i loved it and they want to go back and read hers or yeah. some of her readers uh, will come over and they've read this one, so.
0: That's yeah. cool. All right, yeah. I've never heard of that happening before, so that's cool.
2: Yeah, that was fun.
0: <laughs> You're up next. Okay, keeping also, this cool. we lawnmower oh. outside my fucking house right now. <sighs> they always mow at the worst fucking time.
2: Wait, <sighs> sorry. sorry, Kroger <laughs> is calling me.
0: You're fine. If you see, if you hear just like loud ass noises, it's my fucking neighbors who like to mow at the worst fucking time. Who mows on a, at 1 p.m. on a Monday? Nobody. A gardener. Any, well, I don't care. Anywho.
2: <laughs> I was landscaper. <laughs> Lots of people.
1: <laughs> I mean, people are outside mowing their lawn around here, but there's also gunshots in the background, so it's fine.
0: I mean, I guess I can't complain. Ain't no gunshots around here. Heard a firecracker go off like, scared just out <laughs> of me, but. <laughs> fine all right go
1: can you talk today let's talk a little bit about the main female character maggie she is the daughter and in tired of fighting she decides to run away so would maggie be similar or dissimilar to how to you and how did that answer affect your writing what
0: were you thinking Uh, these questions (laughs) no like that makes sense to me i was just like would you say maggie is similar or dissimilar to you and how did that answer affect writing her like do you understand that question i understand it oh yeah (laughs) fuck off it was so jumbled in my brain i'm like listen we take turns writing questions right and sometimes i'll read her questions i'm like what the fuck are you trying to say here and she does the same thing to me i feel like we should prep more for that but it's fine anyways can
2: you go ahead um um yeah she she's not i don't know if she could be really like anybody she's a princess you know yeah uh, so uh, it I don't think she's a whole lot like me Mm -hmm. um she is kind of sassy a little snarky um when she and Ollie kind of have their bantering moments which they have a lot of because it's an enemies lovers um she 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 doesn't hold back she's even a little sassy with her dad who's the king um and uh so yeah she the whole the first and second chapter are her at home and she is just fighting with her dad her dad wants her kind of to take on more responsibilities to do more events and stuff like that and yeah. they had this agreement where she wouldn't be considered working until after she finished university or yeah. whenever she chose to before then and I mean he's the king so you know he's a little stressed but um, a little right yeah a little tiny bit uh <laughs> So yeah, so she's like, I'm, I'm so done with this. Like, I just, they just need space from each other. So she, she runs away. She goes to her aunt's house, who is her yeah. dad's twin sister. So like, she can, like run away to the streets, you know, um, <laughs> so, um, she, her aunt and her mom kind of decide, okay, she can stay away from the palace. Um, they're going to enroll her in a boarding school, which is where her aunt's kids um, had attended. So, but she has to go undercover, obviously, because she's uh-huh. the crown princess. Um, so, and it's the the school is about four or five hours away from London, so she's not like the center of attention out there, yeah. like she is at home. So she can kind of blend in a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she's the new girl. And this is essentially like senior year of high school, right? But like British version. Um, So you're the new girl. You've never attended boarding school in your life. Um, Nobody knows who you are because they can't find you on social media. They can't, you don't exist, right? Because you're using fake name. Um, So yeah, so the mean girls start rumors about her and she kind of sits there and is listening to them and she's like, oh, yeah, you have no idea who I am, but this is great. Let me keep listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. okay listen I think that she can be like other people because I'm gonna tell you right now Mia Thermopolis is a princess and I'm gonna say right now she's clumsy as fuck just like me so I mean it's fine also speaking (laughs) of Mia Thermopolis and princesses did you know that in the movie in that movie when she falls on those bleachers that was not supposed to happen no that was
2: all her that was all
0: she actually (laughs) did that (laughs) and I saw that on TikTok and I thought it was very funny However I think that the key to it is is making them feel like royalty but also making them feel relatable and I think you did that well so. Thank you. Yeah
2: I mean the majority of this book minus like the first three chapters and the last handful take Mm -hmm. place at the school. So really it's not it's not all sunshine and rainbows and tiaras and and yeah. all of that it's it's her trying to be a normal person but also trying to hide
0: yeah. somewhat
2: because she doesn't she can't have anybody find out who she is um safety reasons and stuff you know security but yeah so it it's it's more relatable because it's it's teenagers out of school you know
0: exactly so. um so moving to our male lead we have Oliver Hastings, is that how you say his last name, who is not very fond of our leading lady, and this is like enemies to- Jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It almost sounded like a cow.
0: <laughs> it really did, that's what I thought it was. It was like right when I started answering his question, he was like right by my fucking window. Anyways- <laughs> um oliver's not very fond of our leading lady and this is like enemies to lovers with like all kind of angst and so much tension so what inspired or who inspired ollie for you
2: okay um so i love young adults and i feel like we might have talked about this last time too but um i love young adult everything books tv shows movies um so i watched the show called julie and the phantoms on netflix earlier this year so good It's so good. Okay, I'm so glad at least one of you knew what I was talking about. It's so good. Um, But Ollie is based off of um, Owen Joyner who plays Alex, the drummer. Okay. Long blonde hair, hot drummer. (laughs) Do you see that? Do you see where I get that from? Yes, I do. Now now that you say it, I do. Yeah. There um, actually is a tiny little Julie and the Phantoms Easter egg in here too. So nobody has come out and told me if they found it yet, though. So we'll I mean, see if somebody
0: does. Really watch this, I get. Which I don't know. I'm not really into young adult. It's just not personally like what I watch on television. I feel like everything yes. I watch on television is rated R. So.
2: Yeah. No, it's this is this is not. But, but it's
0: so good. It's so good. There are occasions where I will. I think they're like my, uh, like my hidden. What are the words called? Like my hidden. What are they? What is it fucking called? When it's like not.
2: Uh, i know i can't think of the it's word a but hidden i know you're talking about your guilty pleasure, pleasure. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah it's like a hidden
0: guilty pleasure is i sometimes will watch like i'll go to disney plus and i'll rewatch like wizards of waverly place or
2: something like that love
0: it because love it I love shit like that and but yeah but i like it's very rare that it happens so when that occasion comes that i need something like that i'm gonna have to check it out yes
1: yeah. you can tell we were born in two different decades <laughs>
0: why I love Wizards of Waverly Place what's wrong with
1: because that is where you go back and rewatch Wizards of Waverly Place I go back and I watch Boy Meets World or like the original Disney movies like Pixel Perfect and all that um,
2: I'm, I'm on both sides I, I've watched all of it listen I don't
0: like I don't like Boy Meets World I've watched it I don't like it Stevie sorry who are you you are not allowed here anymore you know what hot take <laughs> I don't like. with us hot
1: hot take I don't like Friends either i don't really care for friends either i mean i like it i like it but i like i'm impartial like i couldn't get away with not watching it too
0: i don't like it i don't like it i'm gonna tell you right now ross is toxic i would (laughs) if i was rachel um or monica who is it that ends up with him
2: Monica's his sister
0: john jennifer aniston Rachel, Rachel. rachel That bitch, I would have fucking... He told me to kick Rock. Kick Rocks, Ross. I would have kicked him down that fucking elevator. I would have ran him over with that couch when they're doing the pivot thing. Fuck that. No. No, I don't like him. I think he's toxic. Anywho, moving forward. Stevie, go ahead.
1: Were you nervous about writing the next gen because of how much people love the original series?
0: Also, not to mention the fact that another person wrote the original
2: series. so on top of that, I know the answer. To this has to be yes. Um. Yeah. Yes. Yes and no. Because yeah. the original series is an adult contemporary romance, um, and this is young adult. So, the the overlap of readership wasn't going to be super high. Yeah. Um. So I had that kind of in my favor a little. I was really nervous to have Emily read it. Um. Because especially as I was writing some of it, I was like, "By the way, I make the dad really mean in the beginning, but I promise he redeems himself at the end." Like, don't get that. <laughs> like he's an asshole, but and she goes, "He would never," and I'm like, "But he is." But he is. <laughs> I was like, "He he redeems himself in the end, I promise." But I had to make him mean enough to make her want to leave. So, yeah. Yeah. I've been but. Nervous. Yeah, that, that was nervous. She liked it, though. Well, and if good. she didn't, she lied, so. <laughs> if she
0: didn't, she lied. Well, good. I
2: think that's all that matters, so.
0: I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, if this book was made into a movie, who would be your dream cast?
2: Okay, so uh, somebody asked me this question, or I had to answer this question for something else recently, and I feel so dumb because I don't know a lot of young actors and uh, obviously ollie would be played by owen joyner uh, yeah. who played the drummer obviously um mm-hmm. the only person i could think for maggie would be like a younger vanessa hudgens okay kind of like her so like
0: olivia rodrigo
2: oh yeah yeah literally
0: olivia rodrigo she is literally Vanessa playing young version of herself yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so Olivia Rodrigo, um, but she would have to be like sassy. She can't be like soft, you, you know.
0: Have you not seen the music video for uh, fucking the song was like mm-hmm. like a damn sociopath.
2: Good for you, oh, mama. Good for you, bro. Sassy, sassy. I listen to her all the time, but I haven't watched any videos. Sassy. Uh, I love
1: yeah. that <laughs> video because they reference Jennifer's body at the end. <laughs> anyways well the whole the whole music video is is a, like one big 90s reference like bring it on and britney spears yeah britney spears and then at the end they reference jennifer Bo- jennifer's body when she goes underwater
2: it's kind of cool oh i have to go watch it now it's really neat that's awesome i have to go check that out as soon as we're done <laughs> so,
0: Yeah, uh, I
2: good, good match up right there yeah 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 i mean she's tiny though isn't she yeah that would be the only problem is because i think owen joiners he's tall he's like over six foot i think yeah so but whatever that could be dealt with There's shoes Um, i'm gonna look after height what's the height difference in the book um not horrible i mean i think maggie's probably average five six five seven ish and he's a, a little over six foot maybe I don't know. I didn't really specify. I'm looking it up right now. Actually, he's five ten. Who's five ten? Owen oh, Joiner. Really? Yes. Oh, maybe all of his co-stars are just short. <laughs> yeah, he's. I thought 5'10", he was taller.
0: And then Olivia Rodrigo. I literally <laughs> cannot believe I'm
2: doing this. She's five <laughs> five, so it's like oh, perfect. Oh, five inch difference. They'll be fine. They're fine. They'll work. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that'll work. I thought I thought he was so much taller
0: don't you love it when you see guys on television and you're like wow you're you're not very hot like i mean obviously i don't think that height equates attractiveness but i mean i personally enjoy a guy that is either like at my height or a little taller than me oh okay. yeah and the, the best example of this for me is i I literally cannot look at him the same but it is stefan fucking what is his last name the really hot tatted up guy he has the uh, the hindu goddess on his stomach and he's like tatted to like the neck. Every, every and he has a skull tattoo on his back. Everybody and their mother knows who he is. Oh my god,
1: Elijah. James.
0: Everybody and their mother, because I don't know who it is. Stephen James.
1: Yep, still don't you know who that is.
0: Serious right now. Oh my god, when you when I send you a picture of this man, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I know him. Wait, is he the actor? No, he's a my cover model. I mean, he, I mean, he was used on like covers all. Oh, the time.
1: But if he's a cover model. Then chances are that we've probably seen him when instagram
2: his
0: name is yeah. stefan james and he is literally i'm sending it in this chat but is he is he um monica robinson's cover lost for lost boy yes him okay so I'm he bad. is my example not only is he like on a cover on covers like now in the indie world he was all over wattpad like the only mafia man you ever saw on wattpad was him but now i can't look at him the same because i found out that he's like five six
2: yeah oh yeah yeah. that's exactly who I pictured too but I was like oh so hot I
0: love him he's like my soulmate but he's like five six (laughs) and now I can't look at him the same because I'm five seven I'm five seven too (laughs) but it's like but at the same time like I don't really care I think he's very he's very attractive so it's like I don't even care I don't care I don't care (laughs) anyways um Stevie, take the last question for the section. So what is next
2: for you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, next, I'm actually just started today for NaNo. Um, mm-hmm. It's gonna be book two in this series. It's called, why did I choose a book name I can barely pronounce, Royal Requiem. <laughs> Requiem. say that 10 times fast yeah Real requiem i can't even pronounce it but yet i chose it <laughs> i mean i'm here for it yeah
0: requiem.
2: yeah I, actually so, not, i would have fucked that up all the time i yeah. very rarely do i ever say book titles out loud so it's fine um <laughs> yeah. i mean like think about it how many times have you said your book title out loud i say it all the time the lies we steal all the oh, time whatever <laughs> i never say i'm always typing it or something you know I'm, I'm never like talking about it um or i refer to my books by the character's name like this is maggie's book
0: well yeah i do say briar and Alistair's book kind of often
2: yeah uh, anyway so i just started it for nano i've been outlining it for a couple weeks that's what i did with the rest of my october was outlined um it is it follows her cousin it wasn't supposed to be book two. I'll say that book two was supposed to be a guy named Christian and Christian ended up being the villain in this book. And so much so that I didn't really feel like I wanted to redeem him. Okay. And if I did, I didn't want it to be next. So there's a possibility for it to be book three. Still. I have it outlined. I didn't really necessarily like the outline I was going with. So, but it, yeah. I mean, it's there. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I skipped to what was supposed to be book three, which is, um, which is this one that I'm writing for nano. So it's a second chance romance. Um, a girl makes a lot, makes some mistakes, um, breaks up with the boyfriend right at the beginning of the book. Um, and then they kind of have to work around life and get back together. Aww. Can't really say much more yet, but it's getting anywhere.
0: there. We love a good second chance moment.
2: Yeah, it's also um, another one that I've never really written. This was my first Enemies to Lovers. It was kind of that trope that I was like, I don't know if I could do because I write cinnamon rolls. So <laughs> having somebody hate somebody was like, I didn't, it was hard. Uh-huh. I love it. I love how it ended up, but it was hard because uh, he's not an asshole. I think that was the hardest part is he's not he's really just not a jerk. He just makes assumptions about Maggie and lumps yeah. her together with her cousin Christian, who was like the ultimate bully and horrible to Ollie last year, last year in the book. So he hates her by association. Yeah. Um, but he's not a bad person. So I think See, I, I like, had to try to figure that out.
0: Yeah, I like bad people. Hence
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> why she writes dark romance now.
2: I like I
0: like bad people. Like, to me, it's just like, I need you to be a little bit meaner, you know? Like, like a lot of people, like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, depending on the, the genre you read, right? Mm-hmm. You can read a certain genre that takes it too far for you where you're like, oh my God, too mean, not redeemable enough, right? And then like mm-hmm. somebody who reads dark romance- regularly we'll read it and be like not enough where is it where's this is not even mean this is barely a scratch what are you talking about he locked her in a closet big whoop get over it like I've seen worse happen, you know, um, and so, but I think that everybody has like a different way of like looking at it. That just made me laugh thinking about it because when I was writing, cause I also just wrote my first enemies to lovers and I was on the opposite spectrum because I was like, oh my God, there's not enough love. Like I don't have to go back and like put the in-between cause like when you're writing it, you mm-hmm. have the enemy portion and then you have that weird limbo where they yep. kind of are shifting and then yep. you have the love portion. Yeah, and I had to go back and add a little bit more limbo, so that I
2: love more realistic. So did I? So did I? (laughs) Because I was like, (laughs) I got to the to the ending, and they were like, "I love you, I love you," and I'm like, "Do they? Do they? Do they
0: really? (laughs) Do they?" Because
2: I was like, "Damn, I tell you right now, they
0: hate each other. All right, they fucking hate each other." But I don't know. If it's believable that this man loves this woman because yeah. a- the whole time she was writing the book she kept going i think they need to
1: love each other just a little bit more
0: <laughs> yeah i was like ah hold up i'm getting a phone call and it's my freaking every single time dad hashtag tiktok daddy yes hold up anywho um but yes that is how i, I also wrote my first Emmy slovers, lovers so i understand completely anyways we yeah. want to shift gears and move to uh, writing questions. Uh, what advice do you have for other writers slash authors?
2: Um, my biggest piece that I always start with when somebody asks this is find your tribe, but find two tribes, okay? Okay. Find your tribe of, of other authors in the exact same spot you are, whether mm-hmm. they, you just released your first book, you're about to release your first book. Wherever you are, find people in that same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also be friends with people above you who have been there, done that. Um, yeah. Cause you need the advice. You need the people that you need to talk to every day and, and run things by and commiserate and complain and all that crap with, mm-hmm. um, who'll get it because they're in the same exact spot you are, right? Um, but you also need the people that have the good advice on, what to do or what worked and what didn't work and all that yeah. stuff too so it's if i didn't have people i will say so i started talking to a friend we both released on the same day march 19th of 2020 mm-hmm. um i think i found her in Inkers because she said there was like a post of like i don't know if it was like her i don't know whatever i found that she released on the same day messaged her started talking and then she was like hey you know what? i was also talking to this other girl she just released last week so the three of us joined in yeah. in a chat and we have talked every single day since then and i can say if it was not for them there would not be a book past that first book like there would be no more books they would have just been a one and done like I had the done group i'm here. thinking of
1: i know what group i know the group that you talk to so i maybe
0: (laughs) i love tribes the person
1: that was just on our podcast two weeks ago
0: i don't fucking know who that is
2: jay yeah no no i talked to her her now (laughs) no 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 not not jay and Tori. um no this is uh shane rose and lily alexander
0: oh okay cool Um, oh the other group okay i know who they are the other group i'm in the group message <laughs> i love i love tribe my tribe yeah. i have i have a similar tribe i have two tribes yeah because like saf and trulina poochie saffron Cant and Trilina poochie are my above me tribe. Uh-huh. <laughs> those bitches <laughs> are way above me and i'll catch them i'll catch them hoes one day i'm just kidding i'm joking that's a joke um anyways you no know, they are my it's above a challenge my it's a challenge Charlena like oh my god I can't she like she makes jokes about that shit all the time with me but those are my above me tribe um and then which I mean I don't I hate saying above me but I guess like more like they're they're they know what the fuck they're doing more than I do and then uh my with me tribe is like I'm pretty sure it's very obvious like who I talk to (laughs) on the (laughs) basis um, but yeah, about I will that because I'm in that group chat. <laughs> yeah. TV's there too. I just think and two of them share a PA, so it's fine. Like Cat, JC and K money though. That's my, that's my with me tribe. So, I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. I think that's a really good thing to have and that's really good advice. And nobody's given that advice on here before. So really, kudos to you. Yeah. I mean, people have given like roundabout advice in that, but I don't think anybody's just specifically been like, find a tribe. Mm-hmm. I know we've think- talked about tribes, but never- Necessarily, yeah. in the sense of writing, mm-hmm.
2: I yeah.
0: think it's important. I think it's, imp- I think that in this community, if you genuinely are passionate about writing, you can find some of the best friends like you'll ever have in your entire life. In oh, this yeah, community, like 100%. Don't be me wrong, it's a very scary place and people can be cruel. So, don't you know, you also got to have a little bit of a guard up just in case because you never know shit could happen, however mostly people in the community are really great and it's a very positive way to look at it but at the same time Mm -hmm. just uh be careful
2: (laughs) yeah people
0: people be trifling
2: sometimes i i i've been there i got that i the t-shirts in the closet so (laughs) but yeah
0: i grew up poor so i always got a chip on my shoulder i know this world is crazy i know you're trusting
2: i'm too trusting not me
0: you gotta you gotta passed like a shit ton of tests before I'm friends. <laughs> um, you gotta go you gotta go through squid games to be in oh for real part. like I very much so I'm a very nice person like then I, I should be glad this podcast has lasted this long oh for sure no I'm just kidding <laughs> I very much so much I'm a, a good part like a trusting person like I'll be friends with just about anybody and nice and polite to people but to like be my like being my friend there are like stages we gotta pass like for me to trust you <laughs> with like secrets and like who I am right is there stages? Because listen, I know this world. I know it's a, it's a, it's a cool world out there and people are savages. So, I'm share secrets now. We're just like, <laughs>
1: <it's>
0: just <laughs> pretty, we've elevated way past. Oh uh, yeah. This. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that finding a tribe is good, but I think also just like being aware of the people mm-hmm. that are in your tribe and being like, I wouldn't say picky, but like, make sure the people that you're communicating with have your back yeah so anywho moving forward um (laughs) would you say that writing energizes or exhausts you
2: um exhaust (laughs) I mean there there are points like right now when I'm starting a new book um and I can just I'm like zipping through things like it's just flying out of me that's energizing but the second that stops and it's like, you kind of hit that wall, like, okay, I know I have X, Y, Z still left to do that middle part is still missing. And then you think about editing and covers and blurbs and quotes and teasers and marketing. And it's and like you, you want to break out in hives. Oh my God. Now I'm breaking yeah. out. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: No. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I will have I would I will say it's like both because like I'll be like writing a scene that's like oh my god I'm so over I don't want to write another word but then I'll write like one line just one line that I'm like oh that shit is yes. dumb yes and it's <laughs> like two two minutes like minimum two minutes of like energy and then yep. I'm right back down to where I was when it and you have to
2: send that line to like five and of your author friends and be like look, look what I just wrote
0: yeah the rest of it the rest of it's trash. But this one line is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, to- I 100% agree. I get that. Um, what other, speaking of author friends, what other authors are you friends with and how do they help you become a better writer?
2: Um, I think one thing that I love about having author friends is being able to read author friends' books. Exactly. Uh, it's a great little treat. It, it, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because then you read their books and you're like, wow. I suck I so much better than me <laughs> like this is good writing why do I write trash why are you friends with me why do you <laughs> say my stuff is good <laughs> um, but then you read your friend's stuff and you're like this is really good and it in- kind of inspires you to be like um, you know it, in- it encourages you to do better as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I love I love having friends outside of my own genre Um, because it's just you know you you just it's kind of nice to not have it's not like competition not that it's I ever feel like my author friends are competition um, but it's nice and then it's nice to get outsiders opinions too you know Um, and then I do love having author friends that are in my genre because then they slowly have trickled their way into becoming some of my alpha readers (laughs) (laughs) I have tricked them. You are now a part of the sport. I mean, you want to read this? By the way, give me all the feedback.
0: <laughs> I mean, for me, I think that there's such thing as healthy competition. And I think that my my tribe of authors understand that I need healthy competition. And mm-hmm. like, okay, like, yes, I will read my friend's stuff, and I'm like, God, you're good. And it'll energize me and make me want to like also write well, but at the same time if we're like sprint riding together, there's no way you're going to have more words than me. I don't care if I have to <laughs> stay on there all night, you know, like healthy competition is good for me. I've always been a competitive person, but I don't think it's competitive in the way that like, if you do better than me, I'm going to be mad at you. Right. Yeah. Like if you do better than me, like.
2: Oh you yeah. Good, I, I'll I'll
0: you know, like I'm, I'm
2: the first, you. I'm the first to pick up the pom poms for everybody. Yeah. But so. he- like, I
0: feel like for me, the competitiveness is just like in the process in itself,
2: you know? Yeah. Like not yeah. really
0: in the success following, just the process of the actual writing and like where we're at in stories and things of that nature. I wouldn't say it's like competitiveness and trying to be better. It's competitiveness and wanting to better each other. Does yes. that make
2: sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. So exactly. I get it 100%. One, yeah. Like literally, I literally talked to K Money this morning and was like, bro, I need you to help me because I need you to help. And sometimes it's nice to just, like you could, so like, for example, my husband, Fletcher is amazing. I love him. And all the time he's like, I'm, when I get stuck on something, he's like, well, talk to me about it. And I'm like, but you're not going to know what to tell me. Like you're not going <laughs> to understand what I'm trying to say when I'm like, I need a really climatic part right here, but I also need a need like A XYZ to add up. He's mm-hmm. not going to understand how to do that. <laughs> so I will literally just call like author friends. Like I have one, her name is Michelle. I love this woman to death. I'll call her at like 2 a.m. Because oh, I know she's awake. And then I'll call K Money awake. at like 8 a.m. Because she'll be awake by then. And <laughs> they don't really tell me anything, they literally just let me talk about it. Yes. And through talking about it out loud and like the little things that they say, it's just like, oh, you've got it rolling. I'm here with it. Yes, I have figured out what I'm going to do. So that's exactly emotional.
2: what just happened to me too. I was, I've never outlined before. No, I mean, like, I would put like notes down and, and kind of get like a general sense, but I, for the past, like two and a half weeks, was watching this girl's YouTube and mm-hmm. she broke down the three act story structure part by part, like literally this part, 15 minute video on this. And then this part, like every single beat. And I was going through them and as I was going through them and, um, I would be sending voice messages to my friends in our chat. I'm like, oh my god, okay, so this is what I just learned, and this is what she's talking about, and now this is how it's going to apply to my character. And I mean, I would send like six minute long <laughs> like messages, yes. and they'd be like, yeah, get it exactly, you did that. And I'm like, That's all I thank need. you thank you that's <laughs> all me. I, I just need the encouragement I don't think I can do outlines
0: that detailed like I know what you're talking about and I, I think yeah. I take like pieces of that structure but good god I don't think I could do that like as detailed for the whole fucking thing I'd probably shoot myself
2: so um, I I've watched all the videos just to get an idea of what it is because like you've seen like the outlines for it and you like you get the paper and you're like what yeah, um, but it actually worked really well because what happened, what was wrong with this one is I didn't know how I wanted to make the guy hate the girl. And I rewrote the beginning part of his story four times yeah. uh, before I settled. So like when I was doing this outline, you have to do, cause it's dual POV. So you have to do the outline for the boy and the girl the yeah. girl's story is stronger. It's more prevalent than the guy's. So like it was, it was okay, but I didn't quite know what I wanted to do with him or what his motive is or what his backstory is or what his misbelief is and all that. So getting to know that mm-hmm. helped the story, helped me plot the whole story a hell of a lot easier. Can I offer wasn't. some advice? Maybe
0: can I offer some (laughs) advice okay so this doesn't work for everybody but I think it may help you okay like I just I try I try to put it out there sometimes okay um so for me what helps a lot honestly what I what I literally I swear to god this is what I do every single time try character interviewing people Uh, like I literally have 112 question character interview per character now mine's extensive you literally probably don't have to do it that much right But before you even, like, I literally, what I will literally do is dump everything that I really want to put in this book, like just random shit, like carnival circus scary, you know, like something weird, you know, like I will dump everything I want in the book and then I'll take the two characters and I'll open docs for both of them and do character interviews for them separately. And I think it really helps you understand like their motives, their dialect, their dialogue, mm-hmm. why they do the way they do. And it like helps you get to know them like they're your friends or like an actual extension of yourself. So that when yeah. you go the actual outline, it's so much easier because you're like, Oh, okay, so the reason that he hates her is because he has this motivation, or he mm-hmm. feels this way, and it helps a lot. So
2: I think that yeah. can help you if you wanted to try it, yeah, no, I definitely like. I feel I always feel when I write a book in dual POV that I'm connect more to one character than the other, mm-hmm. um, or their story is stronger, um, yeah. and obviously a little bit more prevalent. And sometimes it's the guy, Mine's like always, dude. always. my my first series two out of the three books was the guy more um so yeah I mean it yeah one one of the characters is always going to be have a little bit stronger of a presence but yeah I used to do a big character sketch like that and I haven't for the last few books but this one I set a lot of time on the outline and I think what I do need to go back is do a little bit more depth on the characters um so yeah for sure
0: All right, well, I'm excited to see how you're gonna do that. And uh, Stevie, I'm gonna let you handle reading questions and I'm gonna hop off screen real quick because I need to take a bathroom break. (laughs) (laughs) So what book
1: has your favorite cover? It can be any of
2: yours or somebody else's. Okay, so I chose mine because I'm really bad and I'm an e-reader, so I don't really look at a ton of covers um, necessarily. but my very favorite of mine is this one I love those covers for that series I I took all of them out because that's the first one she's the second one in this series I have not finished yet too so I, I love those covers I love them but she this is my favorite and this is the favorite my favorite book I've ever written to. and they're like they just, they don't sell, so (laughs) it's, like, so sad, but those are, those covers are amazing, and the same girl who did those covers did this one, too, so she, she's my bestie, and I am not getting rid of her for anything, so (laughs) she does all the inside, too, which, like, I wrote in this one, but the title page is her picture, I mean, and the chapter headings is water with the shattered glass
1: cat will tell you she's never getting rid of her graphic designer either ashley's her best friend but she also designs all her covers and nope. her merch.
2: <laughs> yep yeah no no she's she's and she loves me thankfully mine loves me so much that i finished like the final final draft of radical world 10 days before it was supposed to be released which means she had four or five days to format it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so she did that for me because she loves me. (laughs) Had I been anyone else, she would have been like, yeah, sorry. But we want just really minimal for the paperbacks. Um, She went hardcore for the hardcover though. So I'm excited to get those in the mail.
1: Oh, I love hardcover books.
2: That's my first one. It's so good. She did a whole spread on the title page with like the characters, and then um, each of the chapters has the character in the bottom corner of it. It looks so good.
1: See, and there's some
2: really good
1: hardcovers. I don't think I have any on my shelf except for Abby Glines um, for Ashy Fates, but that one's not my favorite. So. <laughs> I love the book, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I've never done hard a hardcover. Favorites so. right
1: now are probably Emily McIntyre did discrete hardcovers for her Sugar Lake series, and they are absolutely gorgeous.
2: Yeah. I love I love a good alternate cover too. So I don't know if mine will ever have them, but I mean mostly. Kat just released
1: one today. Really? Yeah, for um, she's in the dark and quirky box. Oh, and fine. they when they pick up your book, they have a cover designer that do, that does the alternative covers for you.
2: Yeah, and but that's only released through. That's so box. cool. So I, I have
1: been fielding literally. That's why I keep looking at my phone. I've been fielding messages all day <laughs> from readers. Asking I wanted. When can we get it? When can we get it? I'm like, you have to go to Dark and Quirk because Kat only has like 10 of them Mm -hmm. on her shelf at home. And those are all giveaways. I did the complete opposite
0: of what you guys are talking about. (laughs) Really? So I did discreet paperback covers because for my Dark Romance covers, I didn't want like guys on it. Mostly just because I I didn't, I don't know, like the vibe for my paperbacks, like these, this is the vibe I wanted. I wanted this vibe. Mm -hmm. I love this vibe. However, I'm going to give in to market because I know everybody loves it. For my hardbacks, I'm going to do shirtless dudes because I know everybody just adores. I adore the shirtless guys. So I'm going to give in to market. And I was so happy because I was like, because, okay, so Willow Winters, I feel like gave really good advice. She was like, if the book isn't selling well, change the cover. Mm -hmm. 99% of the time, change the cover. And I was like, this book is doing fine. But I was like, if it doesn't sell well because i knew doing a dark romance with a discreet cover was going to be a was going to be like a risk i was going to be willing to take and i was like if it doesn't do well 6 months i'll do a shirtless dude on the cover i'll do the market and then amazon was like we're doing paper hardbacks and i was like never mind i can do both <laughs> like, yes uh, so yeah i did the complete opposite but i love discreet covers and i love naked guys so
2: yeah that's what my friend is having an issue with too she doesn't know she is changing the covers of her first series. And she she doesn't know if she wants to do with the discreet cover or if she wants to go with more shirtless guys because yeah, the shirtless guy sells, but the discreet covers, especially all over, Jesus, all over, um, did you hear that? <laughs> is those the squirrels? Those are the acorns. Oh my God. They're falling on our table outside. Um, but yeah, so the the shirtless guy sells, but like at least all over TikTok, everybody wants the discrete covers. So like, Yeah, you're marketing to two different people though. If right. you like,
0: so you have to. I think that for me, the what I had to take into account is the age group I was targeting for this one, mm-hmm. and the, the the area that I was targeting, right? For for the this dark romance, I'm targeting like like don't be wrong like older older people can definitely still enjoy this book. But mm-hmm. for this trope and this story idea, I was targeting ages eighteen to twenty six, mm-hmm. and that that area right there they love this. Those are the people on TikTok that love yeah. the street covers. Now, if you're writing a genre that I feel like is more targeted towards people who are out of that age group or older, you're they're gonna want to do like the the, the I want to say that discrete covers are like a newer thing that people like, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to, if you're targeting like an older, uh, like crowd, it's good. They're going to want like the shirtless guys because that's what they're used to seeing. That's what they're used to buying. You know, that's what they're- The
2: Fabio effect.
0: Exactly. But then, but so, then you
1: get the collectors. Yeah. They want both yeah. of them.
0: Exactly. So it, it's, it's whichever age group you're targeting and, and genre you're targeting mm-hmm. as well. So I think either way it works. Just, yeah. Yeah
1: whatever you want so what (laughs) attracts you to a book the cover the blurb or recommendation or the title
2: the title I don't care about um the the blurb the blurb will will drop down under a recommendation because I'd rather have a friend tell me what it's about you know or somebody tell me what it's about um because I feel like the blurb is always just so hard you know like it's It gives a tiny little, like, ridiculous snapshot of what it could potentially be. Yep. I don't know. I I think we talked about it for live because of that review.
1: (laughs) Because of MJ's. (laughs) What? what? Remember when you were live and I was telling you about the lies we steal? Are you talking about me?
2: Maybe. I no, was t- Danielle was
1: live and I, I was live? Was selling her on the Lies We Steal. She was oh yeah. Oh, okay, got blurb it. on Amazon. And I was trying to tell her about that whole switcheroo thing that happened with the blurb.
0: Oh God, that whole fucking blurb situation. Good Jesus
2: Lord. What happened? did they did they post the wrong one?
0: No. Okay. So I don't know why I don't have memory. Why, why did you get me on this topic? Because now gonna, I'm going to cover this after bit. we stop recording. <laughs> I'm going to say some controversial. No, it's, it's fine. I'm going to say my piece. <laughs> <something>, <laughs> no, okay. I'm just kidding. So everybody's going to feel differently about certain things in a blurb, right? Sure. I just wish that sometimes, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there were, okay, there were a few people that were confused about the blurb and what they read in the book, the beginning portion, like a few sentences in the beginning don't like what happens in that few portions of the the first part of the blurb don't happen in the actual book but the way I worded it is that so you knew that it would happen in the future but apparently I hadn't worded it clear enough for people to understand that so what I did is I had to go back and word it a little differently so that people knew that the first half of like the first two sentences of the blurb happened later in the series I just Uh wish that readers would not be so antsy and they would trust that I know what the fuck I'm doing (laughs) like i want i like the first portion of the first blurb in the series will directly tether to the last book in the series and it all comes full circle and when they read it they're gonna be like oh shit they're gonna literally have like a fucking aneurysm right but i was like just trust me please lord jesus please just trust me okay
1: they're like it's a
0: it's a reverse harem oh and that one that one i (laughs) either (laughs) It's like either take it as a reverse harem. Like I literally in the beginning of the book, I literally say not a reverse harem. So you'll find <laughs> out. But yeah, no, I think blurbs are, blurbs are tricky because you're wanting to give away some, but not all. And right. I feel like I'm trash at them apparently.
2: I have changed the blurb on my first series. At least on the first book of that one. I think I'm on my fourth blurb for that one. Yeah. Um, And the other ones, I think I've at least changed once or twice. So what's on the back of the paperbacks is still the original, original blurb. Um, I don't think anybody cares because they're reading it on Amazon anyways. They're not reading the back of the book. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I've changed the blurbs, the blurbs of those multiple times uh, i haven't changed the blurbs of these ones just because they they just don't sell period it's just not the right time or market or whatever for them so i'm like whatever they're just a forgotten series now don't say um, that oh you know what actually is so funny is somebody somebody actually downloaded and read probably three quarters of this book on kindle yesterday and i was like the fuck I have page rates on this it was like in the it was like a 1.7 million rank like all those books are usually over a million like they just sit there and and I love them and I'm proud of them and I tried but it just was never the right time or place for them so whatever but blurbs suck I agree I agree yeah I'll probably change the one for this one probably in the next month or two I'm sure who knows you know what makes you know what makes writing a blurb easier I found lately is TikTok when you're going in there and you're trying to put small captions and you only have a certain amount of time and you're trying to pull bitches in and you're pulling people in my blurbs since I've started writing have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller (laughs) like I mean they they really are small and They are, I mean, they're probably under, they're definitely under 200 words, definitely under 200 words, Um, but they're all short, like, like a sentence or two per part. Like, they're, they're, they're short, (laughs) like, because you got to get that attention.
0: You you have a big
2: block of words. Nobody wants to read it. I don't want to read it.
0: TikTok, so. I, I i limit myself to less than 250 less than 250 always
2: oh yeah oh yeah
0: hit 248 <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't figure out what i wanted to take out so it's like fuck it 248 it is it's not two fifty, <laughs> so 248 it is but
2: there
1: you it's go <laughs> yeah all right so who are some of your favorite authors to read and yes this is your chance to shout out your friends
2: Um, okay. So I will say the one downside of having author friends is you have a lot of books to read (laughs) because they're all your friends. Um, so I will say before I became an author, I loved, and I read everything by like Candy Steiner and Max Monroe and Claire and Megan. And, um, I, I don't even know a bazillion of those. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I still will read them when I can. I am not completely caught up just because I'm, I'm so behind in reading in general. Um, I like that. But my fellow young adult authors that I love, um, Victoria Anders, her latest one was actually just in the young adult bookworm box the other month. It's called Stop My Bleeding Heart. Top five of this year. It gave me a book hangover. It was so good. Uh, it's a fairy tale retelling too, which is awesome. Um, uh, Penelope Freed came out with and like a ballerina series, uh, ballerina romance series, which was so good. Um, and she just, I just read Alpha read her newest one that comes out in a month, um, and it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling, and it's gonna be so good too.
0: Um,
2: yeah. I mean, Shane Rose. bestie just came out with her mafia duet she's working on more mafia too um i mean hers she she hit jackpot that girl knows i mean she has gotten them down to like the top 100 she's gotten one of them into the top 50 like yeah she she knew what she was hitting she She is just killing it she's killing it um my other bestie lily alexander just came out with one and she hit a jackpot too um i think she was the end of september but she got down to like twenty five hundred in rank and was like, I mean, she was she's slaying. Um, and those are all really good. I I get to read those ahead of time, so I know they're good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just I wish I had more time to read. Yeah, but I I don't. <laughs> so, uh, if I do read your book, it means I'm gonna love it because. I'm putting the time into reading it. Yeah. I, what was the last book I read? I read KK Allen's new series and I just read the last one. And I think,
1: loves
2: that series. Who loves it? MJ because she read Cursed. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's that so whole good. series is so good. Have you read yeah. all of them? I, I, I think Faded was taken. But whatever the last one is, I think that might have been the only book I read in October. <laughs> so, oh God, I
0: love, yes. I love that series. So it was so good.
2: good. So good. Was so good. And, and I wish first... it got
0: more attention. Like I feel, yeah. like, I wish it got more attention. It's so I
2: good. I know, but, you I know. know. I know she's super bummed about it, but that's my first. Those are my first books by her. Yeah, like I think I have one or two of her other ones. I just haven't read them yet. Uh, so yeah no that's serious Treehouse house oh. is my favorite book ever
0: i've I actively that book. had this conversation with a friend of mine another with a friend of mine at 2 a.m the other night while we were sprint writing and it's liza at liza james we were literally talking <laughs> about, we were literally talking about um writing to market you know uh, mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing and if we would ever do that, because I mean, the things that I, I mean, I sometimes write to market, like, it's not like I'm writing way off of it, but it's not like I'm writing directly on it either. And mm-hmm. she was asking if I ever thought about writing under a pin name that was just straight market, like that's mm-hmm. it, Um, because she has a friend who does that. And we were talking about it and I was like, yes and no, like, yes, making the money portion of it. Like you have to realize that this is career and you do have to find a way to make Profit from it, you know, like if you want to do it consistently, but at the same time, I was like, no, because writing, I never want writing to be something that I hate. And I feel like if Mm -hmm. I'm wasting words on something that I'm not passionate about, what is the point? You know, like is it just for the money to do that? I don't think that it's worth it for me in my head to do Mm -hmm. that. I think I would rather wait and be patient for like a reader group that's going to like what I write off market than what I'm writing on market.
2: So that was just, I will say one regret, but not regret was doing this series Um, because it wasn't on market. It wasn't what my readers wanted. It wasn't necessarily what was going to continue Mm -hmm. the somewhat success I had with my first series. Um, I should have stuck at least stuck with romance. And there yeah. are romantic yeah. elements in those books. Um, Their subplot, it's not, like there's no guaranteed HEAs, there's like that. So yeah. there is something to say about writing to a market, which mm-hmm. is what I should have kept doing. Um, And had I done uh, Radical Royal right after my romance series last year, I think it would have done a lot better. I mean, it's not doing bad, but I yeah. think it would it would have kept that momentum that I had going. Um, and then, you know, down the line when, you know, things were bigger and better, I could have released this series. Um, but again, I also don't write to market, like you said, yeah. like, um, you know, I, I write young adult romance and there's market for that. Uh, the hard part with young adult, it is very traditionally published. Um, so it, it is kind of hard to find, those readers that want to read young adult because yeah, it's not yeah. all romance readers, you know? Uh, so, yeah. So I don't necessarily write to market. I write to a market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, but, I Liza. yeah, it's, I it's, hard. it's yeah, hard. I
0: literally told her I was like, I think there's a market for everybody.
2: Like I mm-hmm. feel like
0: there, and there's a big enough Rome. There's a big enough reader world that you can have a market for everybody. And like, it, I think it affects her more than it affects me. I mean, I'm writing male-female dark romance right now. So, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like that's off-market. Like, people very much so like that. However, she writes female-female dark romance, which sadly is off-market off market for mo- some people. But I was yeah. like, dude, I was like, write what you're passionate about and readers will come. Like, period. Mm-hmm. And course, it's you can you have like those little gems that you find where it's like you're writing something unique enough that people want it because they want more of it and it's not like happening and that's yeah. the thing so yeah, yeah. It's, tough, it's tough but yeah i totally totally yeah, a little side rant we just went on but it's fine there we go oh <laughs> uh, do you have another reading question or are we are moving to tropes we're moving to tropes all right so This is our, we have, instead of doing trope questions, because you did that last time, we're going to do the trope association game. We're going to say a trope, and you are going to name the first book you think of. But it cannot be one of your own. Yes. I'm so bad
2: at this. You're going to do great.
0: All right. Three, two, one. Enemies to lovers. I
2: I, I was going to say my own. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, my God. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't read. I haven't read. Uh, let's go with KK Allen series because okay. the, the guy hated her at first. So okay, we'll do right. curse.
0: Right. Okay. I'll take that. Okay.
2: Sports uh, romance. Uh, sports romance. I go with Megan Quinn, Brentwood, Brent Brentwood boys, Brentwood. I don't know what the name of that Brentwood. series type of it's is. It's the Brentwood boys. Boys. Okay. The baseball ones. Yeah. Brentwood.
0: Oh my God. Hold up. I'm sorry. I was fucking. My dad is fucking blowing up my phone right now. And I'm trying T- to TikTok me. daddy, y'all. Jesus. I mean, he knows. It's like he's, he telepathically knows when I'm on my fucking computer and I'm on a podcast. Um, forbidden Romance.
2: Okay. This is the one that I don't really read a lot of. And I will say probably the one of the last ones I read was Credence. <gasps> You're, you just said her key word because she loves Penelope Douglas. I okay and I don't think I've ever read I don't know if I've read anything else by her was um, such a bad book
0: to start with
2: okay I don't know how I found it I don't think I knew what it was about And the cover the cover throws you way off I I, I literally was like this as I read it, but I couldn't stop reading because her yeah. writing is so good yeah and I was Can just I say like this- I'm 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 reading this like
0: Okay. So I like Credence. It's not my favorite book by her. Like, it's not like I am like obsessed with it. I read it cause I like her and I did enjoy the book cause the writing is good, but it's just not exactly something that I was into. However, I am going to recommend that you read Birthday
2: Girl or Punk 57. I've heard, heard I think both those. you would like those too. Yeah, okay. But is Punk 57 the one, the sexy young adult one, the sexy high schoolers? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, that blurs a lot. I'm I'm on that blur of the line. I mm. I mean I understand
0: that some people don't and some people do, but I mean if you if it is your cup of tea, it's a good one and I
2: liked it. Yeah. So I mean that that's her brand and that's what she writes. So, so yeah. that's different. Um but yeah. So I know, I know. I have I have to read more of hers, but that one I was just like, but I couldn't put it down. Like I also was like, what the hell am I reading? I I need to keep reading. (laughs) I love her. She's happy.
1: Yeah. All right. I think this one might be a little bit easier. Rockstar romance.
2: You know, I'm going to say I haven't read it, but Kat's book is rockstar, right? Popstar, yeah. Okay. So that comes to mind first, even though I haven't read it. I haven't read a lot of rockstar romances either. And I remember there's one, I have no idea who wrote it. Yeah, I have no idea who wrote it. I don't remember the names of them. I'd have to go look. But there was a, I think it was a series, but I'm not sure if all of them were rock star. At least one of them was a rock star. She goes like on tour with him. Mm-hmm. But again, they were very, very well written and I wanted to keep reading them. And I read multiple of hers. Um, They weren't clean, but she, she was on the Waiting Till Marriage board. Yeah. And I was like, why <laughs> but they were they were really well written so I was like yeah. I'm gonna have to overlook that even though I knew it was and then I was like okay her, her the next one will be fine right that was just her trope in that one no literally all of her books are like that and I'm like but they're so good they just don't go that far yeah, yeah I get it so I don't know but they were they were rock star, uh, and I think she goes on like tour with him and I have no idea who the author is or who the book is, but you know, there's that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, um, listen, what, what, hold on. Was it, was it Katie Ashley?
2: No, I want to say her name started with an S and it was like Sarah, but it wasn't Sarah.
1: Because but Katie be Ashley wrong. has a series called Runaway Train no That was on board with waiting till marriage but it quickly changed towards the I think the end of the book towards somewhere in there it changed somewhere at some point it all of it changed but in the beginning mm-hmm. of it it was like hardcore wait till marriage because she was a preacher's daughter ah
0: uh, but and it's really
2: yeah I
0: don't think I've ever even read a book like that my book is like way dark romance waiting for marriage is not even a
2: thing yeah no no, no, definitely not that. No. But yeah. I am uh, stuck
0: with this cover. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Waiting for Marriage is definitely not something that ever happens in the books that I read. Ever.
2: <laughs> I, I was not expecting it. I was expecting the Shmexhi Tange, but yeah. they did not come. <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. All right, okay. Anyways, that is our last question. You did great, So on these questions. So don't even, you're, you did great. Um, that is our sadly the last portion uh questions that we have for you but you were fantastic and we want to thank you so much again for coming in talking with us for a second time yay um and uh we hope to chat with you again soon we will definitely